So it's, All right. We live. Blackmore? Blackamore? Yes, that's me. Okay, hi. Um, my name is That's All Folks, or that's my username. All right. <laughs> so I read, I quickly read your profile. Whoa. You picked all your stocks without an advisor. Yes, sir. You put, and you found some success? Yes, sir. Sure have. I've been, do- I've been doing this for about almost 10 years now. What kind of, do you still have the original stocks that you picked initially or like was, were those good picks to begin with or have you changed your tactics since? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, all, I'm always upgrading and changing my tactics. But what I've come into enlightenment over the past about two years ago, two and a half years ago, the thing that remains constant is just making sure, and it's common sense really, just making sure the business makes money without going into debt simultaneously. Mm-hmm. What kinds of stocks did you pick initially that you felt were safe bets or at least good bets? Uh, well, the very, the very first stock that I bought, um, I really didn't know what I was doing because it was the very first stock. I bought into Pepsi basically just because I was familiar with them, and it was a lucky investment. Um, they ended up doing some kind of bottling deal where it spiked up over 20% overnight. So I thought, Oh, I was- wow. So I thought I was a genius, and I'm on, <laughs> and I'm like fresh out of high school when I did this. Mm-hmm. Um, but ever since then, I um, ended up getting into penny stocks, and I got yeah. lucky. With, I got lucky with my first trade there as well, which was both good and bad for me. Because um, over time, I ended up taking a lot of losses at penny stocks, not knowing what I was doing, and that's when I really started to to um, to study and really learn it. And once I really understood what I was doing. It's pretty much been all good since then. Um, I hold the only stock that I still have today is um, Ulta Beauty Store. Everything else I think I've switched out since then. I don't hold too many. Um, so you change up uh, rather frequently with the changing tides of the market. Yeah, I, I, I like to reevaluate my portfolio every three to six months. Mm. So how do you do research on which companies you're thinking about investing? Do you read news about them, or is it just looking at raw data? I look at the raw data. Um, I don't have, like, a routine of how I find new stocks, but once I do decide to do homework on them, I look at the SEC filings and look at their financials, and I look, mm-hmm. look and see if they got positive free cash flow, how much debt they have, if the trend of these numbers are predictable or not. And then once that's determined, then I look further into it, like what they're selling and the marketing plan mm. and other little mm. details like that. So do you – what do you like about it? Why did you first get into it? Oh, it was free money. That's, that, was the, um, that was the easiest legal free money I've ever made in my life. So I, I didn't have a choice but to, but to become addicted to it. And then plus when I did the penny stocks, I made like a whole lot of money doing that at first, even though mm-hmm. I was just lucky. Yeah. Especially trying to chase that high, which I never could get back to the point where I was making my lucky penny stock money, but I came pretty close. So, What made you, where did you, like, what did you first hear about stocks and what made you say, like, it, somebody re- literally described it as free money? No, when I, when I was younger, when I was a child, um, my family used to always get together, at least on my mother's side, used to always get together and talk about different ways to make money. And on this one particular day, I remember my oldest uncle saying, 
Yeah, we have. Mind you, this is like 1995-ish, like when the stock market was booming, like the best years we ever had. Yeah. At this time, I'm like eight or nine years old. Mm-hmm. And um, my uncle is like, yeah, we got to buy stocks. You know, you just buy stocks into a company, you check it 10 years later, and, you know, you made a million dollars. That memory, for some reason, always stuck in the back of my mind. I never really paid it any mind growing up. But about mm-hmm. 15, 15 years later, I had a lot of time on my hands. Google was a thing now where you could just look up anything you want, and that thought just randomly resurfaced in my brain. And mm-hmm. I decided to look into it and pretty much just took it from there. So it was that random quote my uncle said one day in 1995 <laughs> that planted the seed. So are you one of those people that has your stock market chart like on a widget on your phone and you're always checking on them like it's something that you check like the weather no i used to be but no that's that's like overkill i I like to simplify things so no um do you buy you see mostly look at a company's financials would you ever buy a com buy stock from a company that you disagreed with ethically but seemed like they're making a lot of money so you would just do it anyway like for instance i would never own a bp stock because i feel like they fucked up the ocean so bad that i think they should be wiped off the earth that's a good question because if you would have asked me before i actually came to that i would have said yes but um it was a point in time where i was managing my brother's money and I seen the opportunity to make money in private prisons. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't bring myself to do it. So I guess the answer is no, I wouldn't. I thought no. I would up until that point came, but I ain't got that in me. That's pretty honorable. That's that's a good attitude, I think. Like I feel like a lot of times I, I look at people who are into the stock market, into financial stuff as just like ruthless sharks who yeah. Uh, value profit over everything else, and so that's nice to hear that you that you don't, <laughs> at least in some cases. Yeah, glad I could reassure you. I don't know what else do you what else do you find interesting about stocks? Like, um, I think um, to me, I think it's interesting how people are like scared of the scared to lose their money in the stock market, like the attitude that the average person takes towards it who probably doesn't know any better. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, when you look at it, everybody will put their money under a mattress or in a savings account, but over time, we all know that the dollar depreciates over time because the cost of living has continually went up for over the past, since forever. Mm-hmm. But the stock market has continually went up, and that's how we've been building our wealth over the past 30 years, is primarily through the stock market, and, and of course, side businesses and real estate. So I, I think that that's that's interesting. And I'm kind of just, I'm kind of like a, I'm almost like a nerd when it comes to numbers. Like I just like numbers and um, trying to predict things and there's money involved. So is there, it's, why do you, what do you like about numbers? To, Cause to me, numbers, that's like God's language, if you will, like everything else in life can be subjective, but when it comes to math, two plus two is four. And that's mm-hmm. just it. There's nothing to argue about. The interesting thing, I do think that's interesting, and I, and intuitively, I do feel like numbers feel like they're objective and not so like all subjectivity has been removed from them. But I mean, I've read, I've read this. Have you heard of the book Weapons of Math Destruction? No. <laughs> what like when I say ma- math, I mean like mathematics, like weapons of math, yeah. Matic- yeah. It's 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 the subtitle how big data increases inequality and threatens democracy. And 
I mean, I think you should check that out because that's kind of the whole the whole point of the book is that numbers are not objective. Not that a person's subjectivity can be inserted into something that seemingly is just pure raw data without any um, bias in it. Yeah, that that is true because we could you could kind of take any type of statistics and twist them to fit your bias or your mm-hmm. opinions or whatnot. So yeah, that's definitely true. So yeah, I I think that that's like I don't know. That's one thing I think a lot about is how is how people think that the economy, because it's made of numbers, is somehow a fair system. Oh yeah, that's that's definitely false to me. And I the reason why I say that that's that that's false as far as the economy not being fair <clears throat> is because things that we value the most in life does not seem to be reflective of what somebody earns financially. So that alone tells me it's not fair. Yeah, you can say your numbers say this and whatnot, but when we live in a world where, no knock to LeBron James, because I love him, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, he just plays basketball. Yeah. He's not more valuable to people than some professor or a teacher or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's true. So you're saying that because um, the amount of money someone has doesn't reflect uh, doesn't it doesn't really match how they're valued in society that we could I don't yeah. know I guess yeah. that's what you're trying to say. yeah like how Enron well before they went bankrupt at least you know they was making all kind of money but they what were they doing they were it was a scam or how when you consider the fact that the most the three most valuable things in the world is like human trafficking drugs and guns mm-hmm. like that's just that don't add up. Yeah. Or maybe it does add up and that says a lot about who we really are. As yeah. I mean, what I guess what I was getting at is that like in my opinion a lot of like the the bad things about the world are sort of hidden within these systems of numbers that we feel like are objective um sort of yeah. sorting tools when in reality it's like the old biases that were that existed in governance are sort of reinscribed into number systems uh and and then uh yeah just that that racism is still here sexism is still here uh wealth inequality is still here but we hide it within um mathematical models in my opinion yeah and i mean in a lot of people's opinion <laughs> yeah i'm about to say i would say fact, yeah but yeah yeah, so I don't know, but yeah, that's why that's why I'm like skeptical of of the stock market in general is because I, I want on the one hand I'm like, well, yeah, people do make a lot of money, but on the other hand I'm like, well, is that really a good way to organize wealth? Yeah, well, there's um, you know, there's going to be good and bad in 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 anything that you approach. Um, it's just about being conscious of where you are placing your money and participating in somebody else's value like like how you say you wouldn't buy bp because of the oil mm-hmm. spill and all that you know just how just as you wouldn't invest in them perhaps you would invest in some business that does support a vision that you have mm-hmm. i don't know I, would you say i've heard some people say that a rule for investing is that you've got to be a a user of the product like if I like, if I want to invest in Apple, I better use Apple products. If I want to invest in Ford, I better drive a Ford. Nah, I mean that could help, but I mean, like I said, I own Ulta Beauty Store, and I've never worn makeup, <laughs> so <laughs> I just, 
I just was able to, you know, understand that when I, that it that it would work. Um, my sister, you know, I, I used her for some insight at the time, but I, but that was afterwards. I had already owned the stock. I just asked her recently. She just became grown. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, I mean that that helps because you can you can have some inside information that you know the average person won't be able to see just as a consumer. Mm-hmm. But I won't say that's necessary. Okay. Uh, I don't know what else to talk about. This is a good. This is a good test of this feature. This is my first time um, using the what is it called co-host feature in Anchor, where you. I just saw what what topics were floating by that people were talking about, and I saw stocks. I hit it, and then you popped up, and then we had a twelve-minute conversation about stocks. Oh yeah, that's pretty much. My <laughs> What's this about? I, I I typed in stocks because I ain't see it floating around, and next thing I know, here you were. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, great test, great great talk. Maybe I'll maybe you'll type in another topic, and and we'll meet each other again. Maybe I'll type in a topic. We'll see. Well, we'll see. Well, in the meantime, uh, want to hit me up outside of this? All my social media is just how my name is spelled. That Blackmore. Mine is different in a lot of apps, so you can't find me anywhere else. But. Hit hit me up on Anchor on that if that on that's all folks if you want to talk about whatever and thanks for listening everyone. All right, all right. And thanks for talking, Blackmore. Bye. <laughs>